0: Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Devin. And today, we are taking a trip to visit Nick Cage, because we're going to be talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent the latest one of the newest comedies hitting theaters of 2022 um Devin, are are, are you ready how, how, how have you been my, my my guy you've been uh you've been uh taking some acting lessons oh yeah I'm, i've got my
1: <laughs> got my little little nicky version of myself just like nick cage has just hanging out <laughs> always <laughs> leading me in the wrong direction you know it's interesting I think the worst part about this movie is the title. Mm. It, it, it's like a really bad title. And I was watching basketball last night and there was a commercial for this movie and they like changed the title. They just said it
0: was called Massive Talent. Oh, you know what? They might be pulling a Birds of Prey type situation.
1: They, they really should because, I mean, Massive Talent, that's that's fine. It's a good title. Like that, that gets the job done. It describes what the movie kind of centers around and yeah, you just don't need those first four or five words. <laughs> yeah. I was watching the commercial. And I was like, yeah, go see Nicholas Cage in massive talent. Massive. Talent. Like, oh, that's, that's much better.
0: I like that a lot better as well. I'm even looking on rotten tomatoes right now. Um, it is still showing the unbearable weight of massive talent. So that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. I, I do like, you know, it, just massive talent. It's, it's cleaner. It, it really, really yeah. is
1: just, I, I will never remember it, the name, this title. No. Just like, I don't remember the original Birds of Prey title.
0: It was the Unfabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I can't remember. It's something like that. It was, it was, but this is way shorter than that, obviously for Birds of Prey, but I'm really glad they they changed the Birds of Prey, but it's, I mean, they still run into the issue with the Birds of Prey because Harley isn't. The Birds of Prey really don't show up until like super later on in the movie. Spoilers. But yeah, it, I do agree. Um, this this could definitely use the same treatment. But before we begin today's episode, for everyone out there, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. If you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics. At gmail.com for any movie related questions. Devin, we, we've been on a roll. We, we did our Moon Knight review. We did Hunger Games part two, which should be out by the time this episode airs. And now we're covering the unbearable weight of massive talent. We're just going to call it massive talent.
1: Yes, please. It's so much better.
0: But like, here's the thing, though. Do we put that in the episode description? Do we just put Massive Talent or do we put... We, the, do we will
1: it into existence?
0: <laughs> we have to will it into existence. I think they will, uh, especially when the Blu-ray I mean, comes even, even
1: looking at the poster, Massive Talent's like big, bold, and blue.
0: That's yeah. like the only part you can really see. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's a very strange one for sure. But either way, uh, it, it doesn't change anything about this movie because I, I, will, I will say, before we get, get into our, our coverage here, it is the best comedy of the year like this blows a lot of things out of the water that we've seen this year and i did not for one expect much going into this at all and i came out absolutely loving it like it's it is it is a bromance comedy that we we never had with venom or venom 2 or just any other bromance because i think
1: i guess i guess it comes down to whether you consider everything everywhere all at once a comedy
0: that's true. I I've, I feel like it's still in the same realm. Like, I I feel like, you know, well, Rotten Tomatoes right now is showing the unbearable. It's showing massive talent as an action slash comedy. And I feel like
1: that's the same thing as everything, everything, everything,
0: all at once. Yeah. But I feel like everything, everywhere, all at once has more of a serious tone to it. Which kind of throws in the, the drama part as well. I mean, this is drama. Everything's drama, but there's there's drama everywhere you go. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna create a a movie for adults and an adult drama, <laughs> as this as this movie has told us. But yeah, I don't think I don't think Nick Cage will be in the MCU anytime soon. I don't think he will either. And it's it's so funny because I haven't seen a Nick Cage movie in ages. Like I can't remember the last thing he was actually in that i watched but i love he's it just been, he's
1: been doing just a bunch of like b list like uh, like unknown roles he was in pig most recently which actually oh, was yeah. pretty good did you oh you watched but that other than one that, mm. yeah it's on hulu mm. other than that he's just kind of been doing like desperate actor roles like like bruce willis was doing
0: is pig 824 um i don't know if it is or it's not definitely either way i'm very very excited to get into this uh this episode here today it's I, it, it blew me out of the water. Um, I, I, have a, I have a bit of a horror story behind this as well, but we'll get into that here. Um, but were you able to find it? I, I don't know if Pig is a twenty-four. I don't think it is. I could be wrong though. I don't know
1: where to find the production company.
0: I'm not sure either. But Zevin are you ready to get into our coverage of massive talent? Pig was Neon. Neon. Okay. Okay. So yeah, uh, yes, yeah, a smaller indie film. Neon's really good as well but Devin, are you ready to get into the unbearable weight of massive talent our our review our coverage our our analysis oh yeah (laughs) all right ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after this introduction to the unbearable weight of massive talent We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's the easiest gig ever. You play yourself. What do we know about this guy anyway? Is he into something strange? It's not like he's going to
1: want you to suck his dick or fuck his wife or watch you watch him fuck his wife. I wouldn't think so. Welcome to Mallorca, Mr. Cage. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Is Javi going to want me to, uh... I am Javi. Nick
0: Cage, and we are back with our review of the unbearable weight of massive talent, aka massive talent. So we're just gonna call it massive talent from here on out because it's cleaner, it's shorter, and it's easier to say. But the synopsis is as follows for this film. A cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire's super superfan's birthday party, but is really an informant of, for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. I think
1: uh, that is incorrect. I analysis. think that is
0: incorrect as well. I, I pulled this. There's, stri- there's
1: nothing Tarantino in this. He's not, he's not ever mentioned that I remember.
0: No, I, I don't think there is. Um, I pulled this straight from IMDB. So, I mean, they haven't steered me wrong before. I mean,
1: I, I usually, and he also wasn't a CI informant before he got there.
0: No, he was not. So maybe uh, IMDB needs someone, someone got this wrong. Someone got this wrong. Let's see what uh rotten tomatoes had. Well, there's is super long, um, and that's usually why I go IMDb because they have a more uh, clear, concise um, synopsis for that. But it looks like Rotten Tomatoes has it right. Um, but yeah, this is not a Tarantino movie. And I was like, when I was typing that out, I was copying and pasting over, I was like, there wasn't any mention about Quentin Tarantino in this film. What what are we talking about here? But I digress. The director of this film is Tom Gormican, and writers include Tom Gormican and Kevin Etten as well. And stars: Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal, Demi Moore, and so so much more. There is a lot of talent in this. Neil movie. Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish, yeah, like Darren Holtz. It's I I I like I said Devin I've I <laughs> I didn't expect my like it wasn't that I was expecting this to be bad or anything I was just like it looked interesting but I just didn't know what to expect even from watching the trailers
1: I was definitely intrigued by the trailers because the wall joke is is pretty good. <laughs> and even, even seeing it again, it's even better in the actual movie.
0: See, I only watched the trailer once, and I didn't pay any attention to it. Um, I It might have been playing a few times when I went to go see other uh, films uh, earlier this year, but... I will say we will talk about that scene. But We're going to get into our initial reactions here for anyone here who is new. We usually get into our initial reactions, which is our non spoiler section. Then we get into our spoiler section for you guys. And you'll hear this nice little bad boy once we get into spoilers. And then we'll get into Easter eggs, final thoughts and close out with our rating. So I'm going to pass the mic over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions to massive talent.
1: Yeah, going in, it was definitely, I was definitely intrigued, but I just didn't know what to expect because I guess uh, I have an on and off relationship with Nicolas Cage. Like, mm. I think just we all like do. everyone, everyone, I feel like yeah. has that like yeah. a classic community bit where is he good? <laughs> is he not? Who knows? Obviously, everyone loved National Treasure. That's kind of our generation. That's what we, grew, that's Nicolas Cage we grew up on. Mm. I like how they joked about Croods too in this one. Overall, I'd say I enjoyed Nick Cage more than more often than not. I've never been like disheartened to see him in a movie. I've never been disappointed when he's in a movie. He seems to definitely elevated. He's always a scene stealer. That's just what this is what he's known for. <laughs> but that's why I think I think the only reason this movie works is because of Pedro Pascal because he is just the perfect perfect partner for Cage because he is also just a scene stealer throughout the whole movie because he's just the the perfect little shy billionaire who's just a fan of nick cage he's just the perfect little buddy like you just want to have a beer with him mm-hmm. you want to have a nice shot of tequila with him and just hang out because he's pedro pascal he's just a cool guy you can just you can just tell how how unique and just normal of a, of a guy he is even just how he, he interacts in real life and how he is in this movie because he plays off nicholas cage so perfectly they're the perfect buddy duo 'Cause you would never expect them to actually be friends and then you see them actually form a friendship and then they kind of um they kind of have their bumpy their bumpy road like every buddy Cop movie and then they get back together in the end and it's just a nice happy ending. And I just I thought it was very, very funny throughout. They showed a fair amount of the jokes in the trailer, but there was definitely a lot more that they didn't show, which is good. Like I mentioned, even the jokes they did show in the trailer, they worked even better in the movie just because you get an extended view of it. You get to hear more of of the joke than the trailer showed, which was great, especially that wall one. That one really, really worked. (laughs) Just anything where Nicolas Cage is just screaming or yelling, it's just automatically entertaining. And there's a lot of that here
0: for sure it's it's so um it in you know for the longest time you know everyone was like oh you know yelling yell acting will get you all like the the nominations you know for for uh, <laughs> for hollywood and whatnot but um uh, i'm definitely picking backing up devin here um like devin said you know we, we since we did grow up in that national treasure era like we we know nick cage and we also know him from ghost writer as well and there's a lot of culmination of his past um you know his his. Yeah, I wonder if, that,
1: wonder if that if that had anything to do with that mcu joke they put in here
0: see i'm not entirely sure if i can't remember if we got that part or not because here's actually my horror story before i get into my n- initial reaction um so it, it's been raining here a lot and we had a pretty bad uh tornado watch uh last night and the movie cut out for about a good 10 minutes (laughs) in the theater. Uh, My house was packed. Um, You know, since we did technically see this the day before Thursday. So on, on a Wednesday uh, on a Wednesday viewing before it actually hits the masses. But yeah, we lost about like maybe 10, maybe 12 minutes of, uh, of what was happening. Uh, I never got to find out what their favorite movies were of all time. (laughs) Well
1: that's that's where the first Paddington 2 joke comes into See, play. See,
0: I got the second Paddington 2 joke towards the end. But yeah, yeah I you got the not... payoff
1: <laughs> the call back.
0: Yeah, so that that was like my little bit of a horror story there. But we all stayed. Um in they, they got it back up and running. It's just it, it was just it was raining pretty bad last night and it was, you know, thunderstorming and what have you. But um overall, like like Devin said, you know, Nick Cage has just always been that like you said, like, is he that is he the good actor? Is he a good actor? Is he not necessarily trash, or is just you know? But it's kind of like is he a movie star or, or is he an actor? Because those are like I feel like two totally different things. But I mean, I do agree with Devin there. I mean, Pedro Pascal—the the relationship between Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal—is something that it, it just it works so well. You know, it, it feels like they've been friends forever. You know, they play off each other so well, as Devin mentioned earlier. Their chemistry is, like, really, really unmatched. And it's been a while since we've had, like, a bromance kind of comedy like this. Honestly, I haven't seen something like this since probably 21 Drum Street or even uh, Superbad. Um just to say this just, just to kind of like name a few out there but I didn't expect this movie to like really wow me but like I I really did enjoy it like I think it's a great comedy um I mean and, and the plot itself is it's the plot is so silly but it works and then you know once we get closer towards the end of the movie you kind of figure out what's going on but it's it really is like this. It's so self-aware. It's like, hey, like, what has Nick Cage been up to? I mean, outside of the pig, I still haven't it, seen it. Was it was kind
1: of giving me like kind of like Austin Powers vibes. Just yeah. Kind of giving me that feeling back in the day where it doesn't take itself seriously. It knows exactly what it is. It's very self-aware, very referential. Extremely. Just kind of, <laughs> and then you get some some Nick Cage in disguises, which is which is very <laughs> funny to see.
0: I, I absolutely love just any obvious in Tiffany Haddish uh, being in this. I'm not a big fan of hers, um, but I think she does a really good, uh, a, a decent enough job. It's just, you know, when it comes to like the CIA work, I was like, okay, like, is anyone really believing this? But it, it you know, at the end of the day, it's all about the relationship that Pedro Pascal, who plays Javi, and Nick Cage uh, playing himself really have and you know everything that's happening with like Nick Cage's daughter and his mother, you know he's getting divorced, he's trying to connect with his daughter, you know on his on her uh, as she's turning uh, sixteen in this film, and it just kind of
1: that that scene where he's at her birthday party, he's singing a song <laughs> at the piano, so you just cringe, you're like oh,
0: very very cringe, I. <sighs> I absolutely love it though, because I mean it does tell a a a, a nice story between you know a, a, a broken family trying to make things work, but you know, things no matter no matter the effort, it it really doesn't um, it doesn't go the way that you would think it would. And that's the it's it's kind of just like the run in the middle of it all. But also with uh, Lily Sheen, who plays uh, Nick Cage's daughter in this movie. I thought she did a pretty uh, decent job, you know, for, for, for being a 16 year old in this movie, you know, it, there's only really so much you can do. Like his family's kind of pushed aside for a bit and then they kind of like come in towards like halfway through the movie and things happen. But um, it, I really actually like the chemistry as well between Nick Cage and Sharon Horgan Um I thought she was uh pretty pretty hysterical there with, with Irish. I yeah, I know. Was, I was it like, Irish or Scottish? Well, it looks like her, her her birthplace is Hackney, London. It says on uh Rotten Tomatoes, but I think she was playing in um a different like different part of the UK, either Irish or, or Scottish cuz you can kind of you you could you could kind of tell or like I was like okay, like it's not exactly British, but I mean, it could be, could be Wales. I'm not entirely sure, but I would have to watch it again because I'm not sure if they actually mentioned where she's actually from in, in the film um, and in, in itself. But that's just my thoughts and opinions of my initial reactions. I I really did enjoy it. I kind of want to go back and watch it because I mean I did I did miss like ten to twelve minutes of it, um, <laughs> again there. But Devin, are you ready to get into spoilers? Because I feel like we are hidden towards that point. We're driving down the freeway. You know we're we're, we're gonna the, go see the, the clips. unbearable
1: weight of movie spoilers.
0: <laughs> the unbearable weight of movie spoilers. So ladies and gentlemen. That is your first spoiler warning for Massive Talents again. That is your second spoiler warning for Massive Talents. So if you haven't seen it yet this weekend, you should go watch it. It's a lot of fun. Well, and it comes
1: out um, the 22nd. 22nd.
0: Sec- oh, oh, oh. So we saw this super, super early. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, I do apologize, everyone out there. I thought this was coming out, um, this coming up weekend on the uh, on the fourteenth. So, well, I, I guess that's Harry Potter weekend now, isn't it? <laughs> and something else is coming out, like oh, Father Stew. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> we, we can all use a little Mark. Maybe Ball, if Nick Cage was in it, honestly. If this was like that, oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. But yeah, I, I, I've i heard mixed things about Father Stu. Um, it, it, it is not looking too well. <laughs> uh, not looking too well on the critic side, but audience seems to love it. It, it seems like one of those feel-good movies. I might go check it out, um, only because one of my friend's nicknames here in town is Stu. And it's spelled STU, so I might I might check that out. But Devin, let's get into our spoiler section here of massive talent. Now there's not too much to spoil in and of itself. It, it
1: starts off very dark, surprisingly. Like a very mm-hmm. very dark opening scene where you get this this girl and her boyfriend watching a Nick Cage movie and loving it, and then they get <laughs> just assaulted and kidnapped like right oh, away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I will say that, like, it kind of hit me out of nowhere. It's kind of jarring. It's jarring. It, like, it kind of set, like, the tone for mystery. You don't really know what's going on. And I will say that, like, throughout the movie, I thought it was paced, like, very, very well. Like, they didn't waste a lot of time um, around certain scenes. And it just... I feel like it was just... I feel like it was over as soon as... Like, as quickly as it began. Like, I just kind of just it was wow it you know the whole it's it's very um self-aware with you know like oh like we're making a movie about Nick Cage and the, and all this all this uh movie or cineception I guess you could say but I so I gotta ask really quick what was when when Javi asked Nick Cage what his favorite movies were of all time did he mention that because that's the part where our theater cut out um
1: i don't think nick cage ever gave his answers but javi answered with um face off number one of course nick cage <laughs> and then number two he mentioned that that weird german movie that nick cage talked about earlier with his daughter
0: yeah the one that was
1: number two and then three paddington too <laughs> paddington. and then and then they watched it <laughs> together and they were both crying I've not seen either Paddington's but I think I I think I have to now.
0: I mean, hey man, we, we, we... We could do a short little movie series on Paddington One and Two. I'm, I am sure that will go over well, one hundred percent.
1: I mean, I've always, always done how amazing one. they are, but I've just never seen them.
0: I mean, Paddington Two was like reigning king there for about what a week, week and a half as like the number one rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes because they found this super old negative review about Citizen Kane and it bumped the score down. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the uh, the meme where Paddington Two is like next to the graveyard, and he has like he's doing the piece <laughs> with Citizen Kane.
1: I'm fine with, uh, with Paddington being on top. Who wants to watch Citizen Kane? Have you but seen Citizen Kane? Be honest, no,
0: it is. I don't want to. I've only watched. I only watched it so I can watch, so I could get more context when I watched Mank. Um, I think it was like about a year, two years ago. It was not for me. <laughs> I love Gary Oldman and Mank, but. Those movies were not for me I mean I cannot I, I appreciate the the uh, significance that Citizen Kane brought to filmmaking but it ain't for me.
1: <laughs> it ain't for me at all. Now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if the synopsis from IMDb is like an old one and it was supposed to be a Tarantino that he meets with at the beginning, but instead he met with David Gordon Green.
0: You know what? That would be very interesting. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, as of right now, um, it says Nick Cage stars as Nick Cage in an action con- comedy, the unbearable way to massive talent, creatively and unfulfilled uh, a uh, facing financial ruin and fictionalized version of cage must accept a $1 million offer to attend a birthday party to a dangerous superfan Pedro Pascal uh, takes things wildly unexpected turn when uh cage is recruited by a CIA operative, Tiffany Haddish. Yada yada, yada. So yeah, it looks like um, it looks like Ryan tomatoes has the correct um, synopsis. It is a bit, it's more of a paragraph for the movie info. That's usually how it is on Rotten Tomatoes. But yeah, I I wonder. I mean, I, I would love to see if there's any are there any uh trivia about the unbearable weight of massive talent, or is it more so well, see, I don't even know if anything's real in there right now because it's like <laughs> a look the, uh, since the, uh,
1: at the, at the end of, at the end of filming, the whole cast was get to the pillow with Nicolas Cage's face on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that scene? Cause that was hilarious where Nick is actually looking it's for the, mis- the missing girl. <laughs> and then, you know, they're tripping on acid and that wall scene was hilarious. I absolutely loved it. Um, I love it when Nick Cage walks into, it's kind of like a mirrored room and he's like, I need to know what's in their hobby. And he's like, are you sure you want to know what's in there?
1: <laughs> ah, here it is. The original script had a plot point involving Nick Ch- Nick Cage chasing down Quentin Tarantino to earn a role in his next movie, but was changed to another scene featuring Cameo from director David Gordon Green.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. There we we solved the mystery, Devin. Look at us. We're yes. we're, we're, t- we're two uh, we're two detectives on the case.
1: <laughs> Lionsgate outpaid HBO Max and Paramount for the movie rights.
0: Oh, did they really? Wow. So when we were talking about Lionsgate on for Hunger Games part uh for Mocking part two, did we ever see like this Lionsgate, do they are they their own
1: I think it I think it's Disney slash Hulu gets the the movie streaming rights.
0: Okay. Well yeah, I wasn't sure if it like Lionsgate was underneath Disney or something else. I mean I wouldn't be surprised, but I I wasn't sure if they were like their own you know, standalone, uh, triple studio. I mean, Lionsgate makes a lot as well, but yeah, I wonder, wow. So, okay. So Lionsgate beat out HBO max. And what was the other one?
1: Uh, Paramount.
0: I could have seen this being on HBO max, but I'm glad this came out in theaters. I'm glad this is actually getting a theatrical release. So
1: in real life, Nicholas Cage has two sons, not a daughter. Their son's names. His son's names are Weston and Cal L AKA Superman.
0: Is it really Cal
1: L? So it says
0: it's spelled. Is it spelled the way that Superman would spell it? Or is it spelled? A-A-L Oh, no. Wow. That. Oh, no. Well, OK. Nick Cage did technically.
1: He, he really loves Superman. The live action one never got released.
0: The live act. You saw the picture of him with like the super long hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he played in. um. Well, technically, he did play, you know, in the uh, that Teen Titans Go movie. So. That's interesting. But I guess Devin, what what is your favorite Nick Cage movie since we're on the we're, we're on this Nick Cage kick here?
1: I don't know. Like I mentioned, we grew up on National Treasure. That's yeah. kind of the the main one for us. I never really went back and do like his a lot of his 90s roles.
0: No, I, I never did either. Um for me it would probably be National Treasure. And then I guess Ghost Rider would be like the second one. I don't remember too much from Ghost Rider. I remember more from National Treasure. <laughs> Um, I believe they're coming out with the National Treasure three, and I know a lot of people are super excited. So I'm sure we'll be seeing Nick Cage.
1: I don't think he's involved though. I think that's why people are not excited.
0: Oh, really? I did not know that. Hmm, it's uh, actually I
1: think it's a I think it's going to be just a like a show on Disney
0: Plus. A Disney Plus show, okay, kind of like the Percy Jackson thing that they're doing. Interesting. Okay, I mean, it. I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, I'm I'm still glad that we at least got this movie. This is. This oh, yeah,
1: he was also in. He was also in Kick Ass. That's another good one. He was um, Big Daddy.
0: Yeah, Big Daddy with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember that. My God, I haven't seen that movie in forever, and I have it. I kind of want to watch. See now, I want to go back and watch all these Nick Cage movies.
1: <laughs> now, obviously, obviously, The Wicker Man. It's a classic Nick Cage. Oh the yeah, bees. that's The w-
0: Bees. The Bees. <laughs> that's right, man. The Wicker Man. Oh my God, that's insane! Wow. Okay, so yeah, that, that's... I guess that's our trivia section here on the show for today. You know, just, just can't get enough of Nick Cage. And it, it's always um, it, it's always great. But I like we got to talk about this wall scene because I was dying laughing where they're tripping on acid and just... Oh, yeah,
1: but just that whole scene where they see the, the two weird-looking guys, <laughs> guys on the bench and then they see them again later. That, that cracked me up.
0: Oh, my gosh, that was that was everything and i I love it how (laughs) i can't even talk about it too much i'll i'll just start gushing about it but devon was there anything else you wanted to um mention before we wrap up here and give our ratings and final thoughts
1: what did you think of uh of Nikki, his little his little alter ego
0: oh oh yeah the um the the biker type yeah where he's like i'm new Woo! freaking Cage! That was Woo! whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That was unexpected. Like, and, I, and I was trying to think. I'm like, is that like from one of his other roles that I haven't seen? I it's did. just a younger version of himself. Okay, that that makes <laughs> he gives himself a smooch. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Nick
1: Cage kisses. Nick Cage smooches good. <laughs>
0: That was but I, I I liked how we kind of had like an inner voice there. But what, what did you think of Tiffany uh what did you think of like Tiffany Haddish and uh Ike's performance? I, I thought they were
1: both fine. They were fine, just very minor characters.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, because that was the only thing of the CIA thing. I was like it's,
1: they kinda just they kind of just get forgotten about in the end. They kind of just are they dead or are they really alive? Who knows?
0: <laughs> they're like they're a bit a bit hokey but it's like I, I didn't i wasn't really buying it because you know you you, you get the twist that uh, you know pedro's uh cousin is actually the the head of the uh, the prime organization but pedro is more of just the figurehead but of course you know with that smile it, it honestly with pedro's um with his his performance in this it really just makes me more excited for the last of us HBO series, because I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people know him from Mandalorian and, you know, um, yeah, life can be good. <laughs> life is good, but it, it, it can be better from, um, Wonder Woman 84. The, that one's not talked about too, too much, but I mean, he, he has a really, really great track record and it, it just gets me super, super excited for, everything i mean if bill street could talk i almost forgot that he was in that movie as well and i mean prospect equalizer 2. kingsman i forgot he was in kingsman as well you know i i think we need a um and technically he was in Book of event, fett but <laughs> stealing the show there oh i didn't know he was in bubble oh, yeah yes yeah. there. <laughs> there's a lot of people in there there's a lot of people okay I See, I would, it's, but it's, I would love to see like a movie like this with Pedro Pascal, but I feel for some reason, this just works with Nick Cage. Cause it's like, he's not a bad actor by any means. He has a lot of great movies. He's great at playing himself, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I don't know. It's like, wow, a movie about Nick Cage. And it's like, okay. Like, like let's, let's just go with it and see, you know, see see where, where, uh, where it was left. This is his
1: first leading role since Ghost Rider too.
0: Oh, that's right. He did make a Ghost Rider too. I totally forgot about that. Oh, man, oh, I mean, I guess for good reason, right? <laughs> his first. Almost
1: ten, so he went 10 years without a leading role.
0: So he, he was in the leading role in Pig? Um, I
1: mean, I, I guess it was like a co-lead. It was him and Alex Wolf.
0: Okay. So kind of like a titular role type situation. I got you interesting all right so let's get into our um final thoughts and our ratings um for me uh as of right now it's actually sitting at a hundred percent critics wise of course since this isn't coming out till the weekend of the 22nd you said i believe of april yeah okay so yeah we are actually reviewing the Super Super real. i did not realize that at all i was like I was like, I'm like, yeah, got it out of the way (laughs) that, that too. I was like, Oh, I'm like, I can just go see it tomorrow. I'm like, well, I'm going to go see Dumbledore, you know? Um, (laughs) So for me, I'm going to give this like a solid 85. I I would probably give this like a solid, but I guess that equates like maybe three and a half stars or, you know what? I'll I'll go four four out of five stars for this because I, I, it's just, I love their their this platonic relationship between Javi and Nick Cage. You really see
1: just the the LSD scene alone. Is just that was all hilarious. you need to see. Really, when he starts laughing at the guys on the bench. <laughs>
0: It, it's it's so like you said it's very self aware and I, I just had a really and, then, great and time. then when
1: Nick Cage is dressed up as the Italian like mob boss at the end
0: oh yeah that was great that was great that was really really great and of course the Paddington two jokes are great. I mean honestly that if if you want to do a, a short little movie series of Paddington one and two I'm I'm definitely I we'll have to we, we, we have to now <laughs> so yeah I, re- I want to see this again because when um. You know Nick's daughter. He's trying to like force all these movie choices on his on his uh, on his daughter, and she's he's like, oh, like towards the end of the movie, like, oh, like, what do you want to watch? He's like, no, nah, it's stupid. And then it's like, have you seen Paddington two?
1: <laughs> Everyone's yeah, <that's> the callback <laughs> to the original joke. Yeah, I yeah.
0: I did not realize. So I'm definitely gonna have to watch this again. But yeah, solid four out of five stars from me. Uh, What about you, Devin?
1: Yeah, I'm going. Just somewhere right around there, like a eighty three. Just super, super solid. I think the biggest negative is the title, to be honest.
0: For sure. I mean, you know, a, f- a few characters get here and there, you know, pushed away from the wayside. Yeah, but...
1: the, CIA, the CIA part is a bit much. Like it's just kind of thrown in there, just to kind of keep it, things interesting, and it doesn't really work that well. But
0: I, I, I would definitely, I, I, I would agree there. And it, it's, it's all right. But overall, a great movie. I think everyone should go see for sure. Um, so. Um, I believe that concludes our review, our analysis of massive talent, a.k.a. the unbearable weight of massive talent. So, just, just
1: call it massive talent, landscape. Come on.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, if, if you guys are looking for some, uh, you know, if we, we, we can be some nice little campaign managers for, uh, for next year's Oscar season.
1: <laughs> I'd also just call it the Nick Cage movie.
0: <laughs> the Nick, just just call it Nicholas Cage, the
1: Nick Cage experience,
0: the the Cage experience, the Cage experience, the Nick
1: Uncaged,
0: Uncaged. I like that. I like that a lot. You know what? <laughs> that would actually be a pretty awesome. <laughs> that would be an awesome name for this Uncaged. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, ladies and gentlemen, what's coming up on the show? You might ask. Well, as of right now. We have our Moon Knight episode one through three re- review that is out now, as well as our Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, review and our Song of the Hedgehog two review alongside our Morbius review that is out on a podcast. lot
1: of good movies coming out recently, except for Morbius. Yeah,
0: a lot, yeah. Good, a lot of good, a lot of good and a lot of so so, um, you know, we got the Northman coming up as well. Um, I'm seeing
1: really, really good reviews for that one, so I'm looking forward to it. Actually.
0: Oh, I yeah, I, I am too. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> I would avenge you, father. I would save you, mother. <laughs> I would kill you for yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's like a Scandinavian, like lying, like Hamlet story. I feel like it. It, it bleeds everything. It's like I'll kill you, uncle. I was like, oh, okay. This. This is like Scandinavian. I think it's it's either Vikings or uh, Scandinavian type Hamlet.
1: Um that's a movie Jared has to see to, to give us all the historical information.
0: <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll we'll bring him on to the to, to the show and uh you know just, just let him give a brief history lesson to all of our listeners out there. <laughs> but uh by the time this is out, we also have our uh our Hunger Games Mocking Part 2 review uh will be out in about forever everyone out there. We just closed out on that series. So um not sure what series we're going to do next. I have a few that I was thinking on more. So on the shorter side, uh, I, I was thinking about doing star Wars, it's just, we, we would have to do that in sequels, like 100, like not sequels, excuse me, trilogies. Like, there's no way we can do all that at once. That, that would be insane. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I have a few more uh, YA book adaptations uh, that might that might uh, perk some people's ears up for sure. But those are just a few things that are uh, out as of right now on the podcast. We also have our Moon Night Episode 4 review that will be coming out here shortly uh, as long as our Northman uh, review as well. So just follow us on Instagram and Twitter for a lot of uh, movie updates and we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys posted. So one more thing before we go just want to ask you guys all to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, share a episode of the film optics podcast with a movie lover in need. So, now that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next Myth Cage experience. Peace. <laughs> Uncaged. <I'm> <laughs>